Our first reading today comes from the book of Psalms, chapter 107, and verses 1 through 16. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains because they rebelled against God's command and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron. The second reading comes from the book of John, chapter 8, verses 12 through 20. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have light of the life. The Pharisees challenged him, Here you are, appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, Even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you have no idea where I come from or where, am I, where I am going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Then they asked him, where is your father? You do not know me or my father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke these words while teaching the temple, while teaching the temple courts near the place where the offerings were put. Yet no one seized him because his, his hour had not yet come. Here ends the readings. Good morning. Good morning. Well, if Cap's the B team, I think I'm the C team at best. Or maybe that was my GPA, I'm not sure. I'd like to talk this morning about two events that happened um, about a week and a half ago. Not this past Saturday, St. Patrick's Day, but the Saturday before that. Uh, two events that happened more or less simultaneously uh, wouldn't seem to have a lot in common, but I want to try to, as best I can, make a connection between the two. 
Uh, first was uh, the appearance on this campus of an important conference on vocation sponsored by NetView, the Network for Vocation Undergraduate Education, something of which our provost is uh, a director. And thanks to a whole group of people at Cal Lutheran, including the provost and her office, faculty, staff, campus ministry, church relations, students, uh, we had people including the presiding bishop of the ELCA here, as well as faculty and staff from a number of campuses around the country, some of whom may have been looking for warm weather, um, who were here to talk about study abroad, about service learning, about civic engagement as means by which we can think about vocation, about our callings in the world. And as part of that day, and let me confess immediately, a part of the day of which I did not take part. Uh, the group worked in the community garden, the CLU garden on North Campus, which I've learned I think is going to be formally dedicated in about a month. And uh, I'm also heard as now being uh, called SEED, Sustainable Edible Education, which I think is a great name. In that work in the garden, uh, I am sure they made many discoveries. I hope one was the way in which the work of our hands sustains um, the world and sustains our faith. And indeed, the work in the garden, like the whole conference, was intended to help participants think more about what God has called them to do. Working together, reflecting together, those experiences were intended to help think about the ways that we can work and serve. And while this focus is important for students, it's a subject of discussion on college campuses, faculty and staff, all of us at the university have vocations that really demand and require ongoing discernment. Well, nothing that grows in a garden can do so on its own, though, I mean, okay, weeds do pretty well on their own, but just stick with me on this. Um, rather, grows because a community tends it. And a university, and a university education, I think, is like that too. Teaching and learning require a community in which people need each other and are accountable to each other. And so too is our faith journey made whole when it is done in community, in relationship. God is with us, not just me, not just you, but us. Now that, that same Saturday as the conference took place here, there was a funeral in Thousand Oaks, uh, not too far from campus down at St. Pascal's. I know President Jerry Miller was there. Uh, St. Pascal's, some of you may know better by the landmark of the Jans Moore Park Starbucks. It's across the street from, from there. Uh, and that afternoon, while the attendees in that view conference were working in the garden, reflecting, studying, conversing, hundreds of people gathered for Joe Brown's uh, funeral mass. And I wanted to say a few words this morning about Joe Brown. Uh, Joe was a realtor in the Caneo Valley for at least some 40 years, and much of what one sees in Westlake Village and in Thousand Oaks is because of Joe Brown. Uh, the priest, Father Dave Heaney, who officiated at the funeral, commented that Joe could look out from his house in the hills above Thousand Oaks and see the community that he had helped build. Now, I, I, I know for a lot of people that may not seem like a particularly good thing. After all, 
the homes that have filled up the Caneo in the last decades have an impact on the environment, and there are many of us uh, in the community who are very committed to preventing any more uh, growth here. On the other hand, though, Cal Lutheran probably wouldn't be here, or at least probably would not have survived without Joe and without others like him who built homes and neighborhoods and institutions and also, yes, matched buyers and sellers for those homes and communities. Now, I have to admit, I only met Joe Brown twice and only on one of those occasions had an extended conversation with him. He struck me in that conversation as what other people have said about him, nice, gentle, thoughtful, but also a very tough business person. But I think more than that, he was someone who believed that communities were created not solely by building houses or buying and selling them, though that was his business. He understood that communities were built on shared relationships in which people took care of each other and their community served their neighbor. This is one reason he was a founder of the Ventura County Community Foundation, the VCCF. Uh, some of you may have seen a piece in uh, this past Sunday Star where the VCCF uh, board chair, Piratata, wrote a, a recollection, a remembrance of Joe and what he offered to that important organization. And I would say that foundation is an important organization. It's here to serve the county, particularly those in need in the county, and also to provide financial aid for college students. There may be some of you here who have scholarship assistance from VCCF uh, scholarship funds. I know certainly over the years there have been many CLU students who have benefited from them. Uh, Joe Brown was a devout Catholic. He supported his church, St. Pascal's. He supported Lorena High School. He supported social service agencies like Mary Health of the Sick. But his, his legacy comes closer to home for us as we sit here this morning. Joe served on the CLU Board of Regents. Uh, he was recognized by the university for his services to the university and to the community by uh, receipt of a CLU honorary doctorate. And he was a major key donor to the building of this Samuelson Chapel that we sit in this morning. Not Lutheran, a Catholic, but someone who saw the importance of this sacred worship space for the community. I think that too often in our culture, we expect a dramatic, revelatory experience, kind of like Paul on the road to Damascus, to demonstrate that God is with us. We live in a culture which too often says that if you don't have a direct, personal experience with God, which I think generally seems to be God speaking directly in what seems to always be a sort of powerful, loud, authoritative voice, that um, God isn't really present. But, but God is with us in all sorts of ways. God is with those people in the garden doing God's work with their hands. God is with Joe Brown and those like him who work quietly and generously to help their neighbors doing God's work with their hands. If you look at today's reading from the psalm, thank you, Hunter, for your reading this morning, in it we hear God gathering people from all directions on the compass. And then listen, some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. 
Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. In this, then, God takes people to a city, to a place where there are others, a community, not to some solitary place of isolation. All of us inhabit many cities, literal and figurative. Thousand Oaks is one, the city that Joe Brown helped build. CLU is one, the universities whose members literally care for a garden as an expression of our core values. Now these deeds that they do are done not because they promise salvation, no, that's God's gift to us through Christ Jesus, but rather because God made us able to do these things, to till gardens, to raise up cities where we can settle so that we can help others. In the gospel reading today, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Well, as many have pointed out, walking in the light means participating in life means being active in the world because that is what God has asked us to do and prepared us to do. Walking in the light means being like the Netview conference attendees in the garden. Walking in the light means being like Joe Brown, giving to help build this chapel. During this Lenten season, we ponder what it means to live the Christian life. And so I think this invitation to discern our vocations, to figure out what God has made us to do, is an invitation that we should try very hard to accept as we journey together. Amen.